Do you like all things spooky? How about chilling stories that have you reaching for the covers? In this podcast, we're going under the covers to delve into all things from chilling haunts to your worst nightmares. I'm Morgan. And I'm Emily. And this is why we don't Don't sleep sleep alone. Hi, Morgan. Hello. How are you? I'm doing fantabuloso. You look fantabuloso. Do I? Yeah. Actually, your hair does look pretty good. It's because it's the first time I've done it in a month and a half. Yeah. And you can definitely tell that like the top layer is not knotted. So it's hiding all the ones. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So it's giving this like messy boho. Yeah. Granola meets mom. Mm. Love it. That's who I want to be. That's Uh, all I want to be. Granola mom. Uh, yeah. But like. You got this. I'm trying to find the words, but they escape me. Just like like um, a granola mom, but like trendy. I guess a granola mom is trendy, yeah, right? I was gonna say I think granola mom is trendy. So I think you want to be a granola mom without the label, so you can be like I'm not a granola mom, but you are. A but like mom. I am. Yeah. Yeah. One of those. I'm not one of those girls. I'm different, <laughs> but I totally am one of those girls. It's fine. I'm okay with the cliches. You know what? There's nothing wrong with being cliche. Ooh, I'm going to say it. <gasps> to each their own. To each their own. And on that note, I'm done. Goodbye. I'm quitting the podcast. <laughs> Why? This is me leaving. Follow us on all of our social medias. Before I quit. I'm Before just Emily quits. I'm not going to quit. Guys. That's not a threat. It's a promise. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to quit. We have a Tiki Talkie. We also have Instagram. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Instagram. That's this new thing that hip. people are super hip. Just like seeing each other's lives on and mm-hmm. keeping up with the kids mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the news and stuff and our handles for everything, whether it's our email or TikTok or Instagram, you know, the cool new thing or uh, Twitter. It's all under do not sleep alone. Not don't sleep alone. Do not sleep alone. Yeah. Because we don't contract. No. On the internet. No apostrophes allowed. Just none of that. None. Silly gooseness. Exactly. And speaking of silly gooseness, today there's no... We're talking no, about a silly goose. Um, no. He's a little silly goose. I was going to say we're talking about no silly gooseness <laughs> in this story today. I don't know what story you covered, but... Um, <laughs> I, I thought sound, we were on the same page. I sound like a silly goose. You are a silly goose. <laughs> so I'm just going to get mm-hmm. us started off here. Go for it. On April 10th of 2001, firefighters were alerted to a neighborhood explosion in Scottsdale, Arizona. Arizona. I love Arizona. Their tea is so good. Um, I okay. know you hate me. <laughs> I know you hate me for saying that. Like I knew as soon as I thought it. I was like, I'm going to say it. And then my brain was like, "Mm, she's going to hate that. (laughs) And she does. Yeah. And she's going to fly past that because I don't want to acknowledge you ever. Um, Anyways, I'm just kidding. You are acknowledged. Your joke was funny. I'm so glad you're in this podcast with me. She says as I'm on the brink. (laughs) (laughs) 
The blast was large enough to collapse the front brick wall of the targeted house and even rattled the frames of houses within a half mile radius. So it was a pretty big explosion. Big kaboom. Yeah. And as flames grew to over 20 feet tall, neighbors started to use garden hoses in an attempt to keep the (laughs) flames contained and to prevent it from spreading to other areas. I am not laughing at the tragedy. I am laughing at the picture I have put in my head of my only what? maybe 10 foot garden hose (laughs) trying to help with someone's 20 foot flames just like i can do it i can do it that's like the whole like bucket of water like in those old cartoons where they have like the buckets of water and they're just like chucking them at the house and i'm like are we really doing anything here but that's the good thing they actually were doing something and they made it to where the fire didn't spread until the firefighters were able to get there to put it out fully so they kept it contained yeah so they actually did a good job i mean good for them that's awesome they've got really good garden hoses really awesome water pressure 10 out of 10 but before they were able to put out the fire there was actually numerous smaller explosions and then they were finally able to bring the flames completely down and police were able to look amongst the rubble and the ash And they recovered and were able to identify three bodies that had been still in their beds from before the fire. And I know they like found them still laying in their beds like nothing had happened. And these bodies were identified as Mary Fisher, age 38, Brittany Fisher, age 12, and Bobby Fisher, age 10. But Robert Fisher... Mary's vehicle and the family dog were nowhere to be found. If it were an explosion, I guess. But would they die like from the explosion? I guess not. So why would they be in their beds? That's kind of weird. Continue. Exactly. And immediately police sent out an alert for the vehicle to be found as the person attached may not know that their entire family had just been involved in a tragic accident accident that would be horrible so whenever they found these bodies and you know after talking to neighbors and everything they realized okay it's the fisher family mm-hmm. they know the fisher family's a family of four and there's a mm-hmm. dog and then they both have the vehicle so they were like wow we're missing these pieces but these people are here this guy probably doesn't even know what's going on with his family yeah like we need to find him immediately to get him here because he doesn't know what's going on and they originally thought that the cause of death was this explosion mm-hmm. because, you know, what else are you supposed to know at first glance? Yeah. Right? Especially this is like a suburban family, you know, it's not like they had been crazy or anything like that. And mm-hmm. people were suspecting something like this, but police uncovered that the gas line was that was connected to the furnace had been pulled, which is super important. Yes. Because with these kinds of like explosions and stuff like that, the gas line being severed like that and leaking into the home, it would take X amount of time, usually about 10 hours for there to be enough gas in the home for it to cause an explosion. 
and they ended up finding a candle that had been lit. So whoever did this, they thought it through. Like they did the maths. They wrote it out. They showed their work. <laughs> Literally, unfortunately. Ooh. And oof. Oof. That was bad. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was a delayed reaction and bad to oof. <laughs> I am so sorry. <laughs> it took me a second to process, but after after it went through, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> they showed their work. And the candle had to sit lit for 10 hours. Mm-hmm. As the gas is building up, once there's enough gas, flame ignites, bam, done, explosion. And Kaboom. then, of course, all of the mini explosions that are going to happen after that, just from other things in the house. Like, if they're having a gas line to the furnace, they probably also have a gas line to, like, the stove and other appliances and stuff like that. So it's, like, it's probably just a domino effect, which is never fun. No. Especially depending on who you are. If you have guns and stuff like that. Ooh, yeah. ammunition, that's going to start to... Snackle, crack, mm-hmm. pop. Oh, good one. Rice Krispies. Rice Krispies. And this explosion, like I was saying, kind of seemed like the logical explanation for the deaths of the three Fisher family members at first. Mm-hmm. But I know you kind of thought that this was weird, and you're completely right, because upon further inspection, police found that Mary had been shot in the back of the head, execution style. Mm. And all three of the members had had their throats slit to the point of almost decapitation, like from ear to ear to where their heads were almost not even So they were probably already dead before the explosion even happened. Exactly. So like why even have the explosion? To cover it up? I guess. Maybe. But I I feel like poison would be a better choice if you're going to try to like cover up the death. So it's not like literally sitting right in front of the cops right like like, a slit throat is a slit throat like and especially like you said like to almost decapitation like you're bringing a lot of attention Mm -hmm. to a crime scene but at the same time maybe he thought or i'm saying he like you know like we know but he she right because one thing remained robert fisher was still missing and this seemed tragic originally but it's kind of more seeming like a precise crime. Yeah, pretty and malicious, it, pretty personal. Exactly. But by doing this explosion route, he gives himself a 10-hour head start into mm. maybe getting away. But at the same time, I feel like you could have a lot more time of a head start if you just let their bodies sit there Yeah. versus causing this explosion. Mm-hmm. Maybe and, it was a diversion. Who knows? Uh, yeah. I mean, there's so many different speculations about it because it is so weird for you to be, for you to kill your family and mm-hmm. then to just. It seems redundant. Right. I mean, maybe it was like a guilt thing to where the guilt kind of just ate him up after he did it and was like, I can't see any of this. I don't want any of this to exist anymore. Mm-hmm. So the easiest way to do it maybe is to blow it up to where you don't have any of it left and it's like a start from scratch type deal like no one heard the gunshot of whenever mary got shot in the back of her head i guess not because no police were ever called or Mm. anything like that but robert fisher was still missing and then they're trying to find him and they're looking for him but 
they realize there's a lot more to Robert than Mm -hmm. what meets the eye. Yeah. So let's dig a little bit more into Robert Fisher and who he was kind of just in general. On April 13th, 1961, in Brooklyn, New York, a little baby was born. Robert William Fisher. Ooh. (laughs) I love that. He ended up moving at some point in time in his childhood to Scottsdale and attended school there. His parents had a very rough relationship, surprise, and they fought a lot and ended up getting a divorce when he was 15, which, like, oddly enough, really affected him in his childhood during Mm. his developmental years. He always said that his life would have been much better if his mom hadn't left after the divorce. Hashtag mommy issues. He probably has a lot of uh, resentment towards women, maybe. Maybe. Already starting out this young. I don't know. Mm -hmm. We'll see. Um, After graduating high school, he enlisted in the United States Navy, where he attempted to become a Navy SEAL. But he never got accepted. We don't know why, but he never got accepted. He was your regular guy that loved outdoors, marksmanship, hunting, basically everything survival-based. Hmm. Seems a little sus. Yeah. What's up with Roberts being marksman? I know. That's all I have to add. girl. That's all I (laughs) have. That's all I have to add. I know. So after getting out of the military, he married Mary Cooper in 1987. And in 1988, they had their first child, Brittany, Two years later, they had their second child, Bobby. Hmm. And he ended up becoming a fireman after that in California, but injured his back terribly while on the job. So he had to retire early, which was a huge hit to his ego because like homeboy wanted to provide for his family. He wanted to make sure he kept a stable family environment, probably deriving from his unstable I guess you could call it unstable family life that he had in his childhood. It took a, a huge hit to his little man, feelings. his little man. So I think, and correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. Toxic masculinity could have been at play here. <laughs> Possibly. I'm just saying he seems to have this idea of what a man is and what a man isn't. Mm-hmm. And whenever that starts to get a little shaky, a little rocky, he seems to get very upset over it. Mm-hmm. Like him and his friends used to do man things together, like mm-hmm. going hunting and playing war games and camping and like, we're men. This is what we do. Yeah. You know what I mean? For him to get denied of becoming a Navy SEAL or injuring his back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not being able to work his job anymore. He gets his little boy feelings hurt and, doesn't take it very well Mm -mm. and this is whenever i feel like every time he has one of those kind of like ego hits he really really changes gears pretty quickly yes um so this is whenever after he gets his back injured and he's not able to provide for his family anymore they end up moving to scottsdale arizona so they end up moving back where he gets this job at the Mayo Clinic as a surgical technician and respiratory therapist, which in the military and as a firefighter, they have medical background to an extent, but it's like an entry-level job as a surgical technician. So it's like you still have to know the knowledge and the fact that he did have the knowledge made it even easier for him, but it was less taxing on his body. So he was able to still work, even though he did have that back injury. It just wasn't as demanding as like, I don't know, being a freaking fireman, which 
also raises the question of wouldn't he be trained like if he was in the house at the time or not in the house at the time i don't know but the gas like i feel like he would have been more aware so i feel like that's where i get the inclination that it was him him or whoever did it did it on purpose like it wasn't like an accidental gas leak and then the explosion happened so it's like i feel like it was definitely intentional because i feel like with as much attention to detail he would have to have in the military and being a surgical technician where you have to like literally predict what you think the surgeon is about to do yeah to make sure that the surgery moves smoothly like i feel like that much attention to detail he he would have picked up on you know a a loose pipe in the furnace or something like that so it's just like that's what makes me feel like this wasn't like an accidental explosion like they got killed and then like oops yeah it also exploded you know he seems like a very ocd person Mm -hmm. that likes things a very specific way and very detail oriented exacta mundo and not too long after being married big shocker mary and robert's marriage starts to kind of suffer and go down a really bad path Hmm. so he gets all these ego hits they move from place to place now they're having marital problems. Surprising. Mm-hmm. And it later comes out that he was super controlling, cruel, and distant from his family. Their children had a pretty bad relationship with him due to this. They just didn't really click with him and connect with him in the way that they probably should have. Yeah, I mean, there was the one time where he was on a fishing trip with his kids and one of his hunting friends, and the friend remembers Robert trying to teach Brittany and Bobby how to swim. And he did this by just throwing them off the boat. And then when they kept screaming and crying because they didn't know how to swim and they thought they were drowning, Mm -hmm. he got really mad at them and ultimately just like pulled them back in the boat. Definitely not gentle parenting. No, not, not <laughs> at all. And surprisingly, uh, Bobby originally didn't like going fishing, probably because one, it was with his dad, and two, his dad doesn't seem like a lot of fun. But after this whole incident, it completely sealed the deal. And he was like, I don't want to go fishing with you ever. Mm-hmm. I don't like fishing. This is not fun. And this bothered Robert a lot. And you can probably guess why it bothered him. And Hashtag it was toxic masculinity. Exactly. He didn't like the idea that his little boy wasn't into quote unquote manly things. Like outdoorsy stuff. Exactly. And mm. if you're not into that stuff, then you're obviously not a man. Nope. No man. No man don't like fishing. <laughs> that, yep. That is fact and you can quote me on that (laughs) yep that's a that's a really good quote morgan i'm glad that you uh (laughs) trademarked that (laughs) you should put that on hat (laughs) no men don't like fishing (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna get that on a t-shirt if i don't get that for christmas this year i'm quitting i'm kidding i'm not gonna quit i can't quit there's nothing to quit i'm fine (laughs) So to kind of bring ourselves back in, um, we know that Robert is super controlling, kind of has those OCD tendencies that we're kind of seeing. And this really, really, I think, kind of showed itself in their family home 
the Fisher family home um, because all of the walls had to be white with nothing on them. Blank as can be literally looking like a museum. And Mary's mother actually made handmade quilts for her that were like all cute and like, you know, quilts are like cute and like patchy and they have colorful stuff. And like, they're just like, they're fun. You know, they're supposed to show your personality. And he did not and I repeat, did not let her even use them, have them out, display them, nothing. And on one account, didn't he even ask her, like, so when you go toss these? <laughs> like, yeah. when are you going to throw these out? Because, like, these are never, it ruins the feng shui. Yeah, he was all about, like, nope, everything's going to be plain, minimal. And uh, if it's not how I like it, then it's not going to be here. Super precise, which I guess was, like, kind of like a military thing, like... They don't decorate their walls in the military, I'm pretty sure. But yeah. like you have kids at your house? Like white walls? Like I mean like I get it for like the aesthetic, but like seems like something a serial killer would do. Mm-hmm. <gasps> and that's all we're going to say on that. Um <laughs> I thought you were going to say it, so I thought we were going to say it at the same time and then we were going to go, "Ooh, you know." So just like me, they didn't have a lot of friends. Um and I think it's probably because he wanted to keep Mary isolated. Yeah. So that other people didn't show her how controlling and how manipulative. Like, I'm sure she had an idea because she's not dumb. She's not dumb. But I feel like comparing it to other people's lives. And once you start, like, getting little whispers in your ear, I feel like that really could have, like, ruined his, like, his thing on control. Like, she would have become an independent woman and, like had thoughts of her own, which he obviously did not want her to have. He didn't want anyone coming in and breaking them up, possibly, or mm-hmm. putting ideas into her head that she's worth more. Mm-hmm. And they fought a lot, which, if he's controlling, kind of makes sense. But a lot of the fights kind of centered around sex and money. Hmm. Sex and money. Sex and money. Isn't that most couples? I guess. I feel like... What do Kyle and I argue about? Sex. Do we? Money. Do we? No, definitely not money. Definitely not sex. And that's on the record. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Please delete that. (laughs) Anyway, their fights weren't just small ones, but they were extremely brutal screaming attacks at each other. So it wasn't just very like. I'm mad at you and we're going to discuss this and talk it out. I need more money. You cannot have more money. Like, it's not those kind of, like, fights. Like, they are screaming at each other at the top of their lungs. And to the point that sometimes they would have, like, neighbors hearing in on them. Being like, "Mm, are we concerned? Just a little, you know. And most of the time, the neighbors would report that it was just Mary screaming. They would never report Robert screaming. Which I feel like is typical for a narcissist, probably gaslighting her into the position where she's now screaming and now she looks like the crazy one. I feel like that's not normal, though, because I feel like normally with a narcissist, they will get mad and scream at you, telling you why you're wrong. I don't know. Or at least that's just my experience, but I mean... (laughs) (laughs) laugh to the pain guys <laughs> i'm just joking i'm just joking i've never and been, that's off the record uh, um screamed at or anything i promise no <laughs> <laughs> just 
go on, please keep telling your story. But I feel like he could have just been like poking and poking and poking at her until she exploded. And yeah. then, oh, sorry. <gasps> Ooh, that was a bad. That one. was a terrible choice of word. Oh, but he would probably just keep poking and poking and poking at her until she would go into that screaming fit. And then he's like, "Wow, <laughs> look at you." You're screaming at me, really? This is what we're going to do? You know, just to try to, like, make her feel like the enemy. And one notable fight was that Robert contracted a UTI and, like, a bad UTI. He was ill for days. Like, bed rest, like, putting him in bed kind of UTI, which I have never dealt with that. Never. I've never had one to begin with. And I... Really? Oh, man, I'm so happy. Water polo done messed me up. Ooh girl that was my first i think i've only ever had like two utis in my life and the second one really wasn't that bad but the first one in water polo high school i literally thought that they were just gonna have to take my my lady parts i was like just scrape me out and take them because i'm done like i'm literally dying and they were like yeah so like do you play water sports and i'm like in a very chlorinated pool yes i do (laughs) why do you ask and they're like that could have something to do with it so surprise i drank some cranberry juice called it a day it was fine cranberry juice is the new aloe vera (laughs) is it i thought it was bone broth (laughs) just put cranberry juice on everything it'll make it better (laughs) i have arthritis just soak in a cranberry juice bath guys cranberry juice is the new aloe vera it is but he ended up getting this uti from an affair he was having at a massage parlor where he convinced his wife that it wasn't happening but then she was like but how else did you get a uti that's putting you on bed rest and it later came out that it was because of the affair so not a really good look on robert nope and instead of discussing that whole issue and any Mm -hmm. other issues in general he would normally just pack his bags and then go north for a couple days to camp and clear his head i've never had a significant other do that to me i've yeah most of the time i feel like if i've ever been in a fight with a significant other which dylan and i don't really fight we have conversations but in past relationships i have had arguments on arguments Normally, the person I was with would not leave me alone, and they would just want to keep talking it out until it's over. They wouldn't just want to escape and go up north to camp and clear their head. Yeah, I've never, never dealt with that. So, (laughs) which is nice, because if someone just left and went camping... Yeah, you would never solve any issues, right? But it'd be nice because then you wouldn't have to talk to them for a couple of days. Because <laughs> I'd be like, I don't know where they are and I don't care because I'm mad at them. And it's fine. I mean, like, I guess. And like, I would be, I, what, I, oh, I have no more comments on this subject. Are you triggered? If I have nothing nice to say, I will say nothing at all. Unless it's about an asshole. And then you can say whatever you want because, yes. you know, people deserve to be called out mm-hmm. if they're not being awesome oh my god sorry i'm just kidding i'm just kidding don't call anyone out um (laughs) uh, just keep everything to yourself and don't say anything mean ever um 
Uh, don't ever call anyone out. It's okay. Uh, it's fine. I'm not independent <laughs> anymore. I'm just going to shut up. So, What is your zodiac sign? Just because I'm curious. Pisces. Oh. <laughs> I'm a Pisces. That's what I thought. And anyways, on these camping trips, his friends would sometimes go with him. And they stated that he seemed more excited for the kill while they were hunting rather than the sport of hunting. Roberts, am I right? Robert Hansen, y'all, listen to that episode. Let me just tell you, these Roberts and Marksmen just love to kill for the kill, not for the sport or for the craft or the art or anything. And he started to get really weird when it came to camping and hunting as time passed. Like there was this one time where he snuck up on a family that was out picnicking and emptied his gun into the air to scare them and probably scar them for life because they thought that they were about to die by this. That is so weird. I know. Right. And then there was another time. This one's even more interesting. Excite me. He was out hunting with his friends and he killed an elk. And then instead of just being like, yeah, we killed it. Let's take it back so we can, you know, do whatever. He started to rub the blood all over his body and his face. (laughs) I. Sorry, David. Don't get that. Why would. I don't think you would get that. In yeah. your right mind. True. <laughs> you know. Even I, his friends were like, ooh. I support that. Okay. <laughs> That's oh. a choice. <laughs> he's uh, he's doing that. <laughs> his friends are like, y'all, have you seen Robert lately? <laughs> Is because he okay? <laughs> he's he's doing some interesting stuff. And uh, uh, we don't know what to do about it. And he, this is like how weird things got and how heartless you can see he starts to get. Mm-hmm. And even I would say, like, maybe desensitized Man, is that good. he kills a stray pit bull. <gasps> like, he shoots this dog and kills it. And <laughs> listen, dogs, y'all. Y'all. <laughs> Let's just, for a second, dogs are precious and they are. We loving. don't deserve dogs. We don't deserve dogs. I think the world is in a unanimous agreement on that. And there was no way that this dog needed to be shot. Mm -hmm. He claimed that it was going to attack his dog and that's why he had to kill it. But then when the police were like investigating it, they even said that it seemed more like an orchestrated kill and that Robert wanted a excuse Hmm. Or like a reason. What a slimy person. Just to kill a dog or something. You know what I mean? Especially something so helpless. Like dogs genuinely just want to do whatever they can to please you mm-hmm. and to like give you love. Like that's that's all that they want is to make you happy. And they're so selfless and like dependent on you. And for him to be like, I want to kill one. Like... That's some red flags. I'm just, yeah. I'm just going to say it up. It's, it's a red flag, you know? Ooh. And she's putting labels. Exactly. <laughs> and as things started to escalate, because 
their fights are getting worse. Nothing's getting mm-hmm. resolved because he keeps going up north to camp every time there's a fight and mm-hmm. never does anything about it. He comes back and they don't talk about it. Like mm-hmm. nothing has happened. So never been through that. <laughs> never. Right. <laughs> Doesn't happen. Trigger. <laughs> You're fine. I'm fine. We're good. And things start adding up and they finally decide, okay, our relationship has had enough. We need to go see a counselor. So they go to their pastor at their church. They actively attend and they ask him for marriage counseling. And Robert is telling everyone around him that he wants to recommit to the church to get back on track and all this kind of stuff. And he's afraid of losing his family and his marriage if he doesn't. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's mainly afraid of it because he saw what happened to his family. Yeah. So he's having a lot of PTSD kind of. I mean, not like PTSD. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm not a doctor. I don't. I can't be like, yes, he's having PTSD. You know what I mean? Is that your doctor voice? That's my doctor voice. Good thing you didn't become a doctor. I know. I was just a mental health counselor (laughs) for students. Uh, Not a doctor. Otherwise, I don't think I could keep up with that voice. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I'm not a doctor. Yeah, obviously. that's why. That's why. That's the only reason. No other reason. And he was just so afraid of his family falling apart because he saw what it did to him in this string of bad decisions after bad decision. And the can- the counseling, the canceling didn't work there well. The- <laughs> <laughs> okay, continue. The counseling didn't work amazingly as he started to feel threatened by the pastor and believed that Mary was involved with him. So he starts to think that Mary's cheating on him with the pastor of the church. But like, was he even going to church for the right reasons to begin with? Um. She says. Um, you know, it's. It's hard it's hard to say. I feel personally in my experience that a lot of times people that have his personality they might try to go to church for the right reasons or other people might try to bring them into church for the right reasons but they are just so narcissistic and thinking that they are right about everything and that no one can tell them what they're doing wrong and that Mm -hmm. the world is against them and all this stuff. So when the pastor is shining a mirror saying, Hey, your marriage is falling apart. You need to fix these things. He's Mm -hmm. like, bro, I didn't come to you. And the fact that probably Mary's like agreeing because she's just like, yeah. Oh my God. Like we really do need help. He's probably like, I taking his side. Yeah. Like probably cause sex. Because that's what they argue about. Exactly. And from all that, he started to withdraw from the church entirely. Surprise. And then another thing that ended up pushing them even further apart was Mary getting a job. Uh, She had not had a job at this point. She was just kind of like a stay-at-home mom for Mm -hmm. the kids and stuff like that. And she told friends that, she got this job as a security fund for the family because they were arguing about sex and money and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But a lot of people suspected it was that she wanted to start to build a savings for herself mm-hmm. and to mm-hmm. see if she could make it on her own. Go girl. Exactly. That maybe she could 
have enough savings or see if she could provide for her and her children separate from Robert Mm -hmm. if they were maybe wanting to get a divorce because obviously they're going to marriage counseling. Yeah. Like things aren't looking up. No. And I mean, I'm sure at this point she probably kind of wants a divorce, but Robert is totally against divorce. So Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah. And it wasn't until April 9th at around 10 PM when things started to get really, really, really bad. And the family was coming home from Brittany's induction into the Junior Honor Society ceremony. So that was really cute. She got into the Junior I Honor know, Society. That's like super awesome. And to like, <sighs> it always messes me up with kids because like they have so much life ahead of them mm-hmm. that it feels like murder is wrong either way. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like taking someone else's life, I think is just like a super selfish act. Yep. But like to take away a child's life, dude. Yeah. Especially she's only 12 years old. Like it puts a literal meaning to life because they haven't lived life yet. Like who knows? She could have been like the next Oprah or like she could have cured cancer or she could have been just... A great a Mary mom. Jane. Yeah, just a Mary Jane in in the city. But like still, like you didn't even let her get that chance to come up with that for herself and like live a life. Exactly. That makes me so sad. I'm not gonna cry this episode, I promise. Like she was just at her ceremony and then as a family they came home and neighbors claimed that they heard a very loud argument coming from their house that night after they had gotten home. Mm -hmm. And then police found CCTV footage of Robert driving Mary's car to an ATM, then withdrawing $280 exactly and leaving. They never were able to find out if after this he went home or if he left. I mean, they did have an argument, so maybe he went back up north to go Mm -hmm. on his camping trips like he would after an argument. But what we do know is that it was 10 hours. Hmm, Where have we heard that? Mm -hmm. After this, that the house exploded with the family inside. So he's not really looking good in this case. No, not really. And why $280? Yeah. What are you, what can you get with $280 cash? I like, this is early two thousands, but still, even then, what can you get? Like two nights in a hotel? I guess. What is that going to do for you? And why only 200? And there was no like other money like stowed away, I guess. I don't, that's just weird. No, not that anyone knew of or recovered, but what happened after that explosion is completely speculation. Mm-hmm. They never recovered him again. And so all they can do is speculate his movements after that. Mm-hmm. So there were some sightings. And a few days later, a couple reported seeing someone resembling him at a bar with a hat on and his head down, accompanied by a woman. So people thought that he had a secret life with a different woman. Which would have made sense if he had an affair and a massage parlor. So it's like, I wouldn't really put it above him to not, but like, kill your family for a woman. Like, come on. She got to be worth it, right? Like, but divorce wasn't an option to him. 
he thought that divorce was not an option. And if he would have divorced his wife, that his family would have gone down the wrong path just like he was. Mm. So killing them was easier than having to deal with losing their father, maybe. Mm -hmm. And then there was another family friend that reported seeing him walking along a lake in North Arizona where he was known to hunt with friends and camp and all that kind of stuff. And they believed he was scouting the area. So maybe scouting for a place to camp or something. I mean, who knows? But they waited too long to put the call in, so nothing came from it. Real real great. Real sus. You know? <laughs> yeah, ask me. I guess the wife, because it was a... Is like a family couple, like a family friend couple. Mm -hmm. I guess the wife wanted to wait till they got back to the car to make the phone call because mm -hmm. they didn't want. Like if he was just on a camping trip or a hunting trip like he usually did. Yeah. then it's not really that suspicious. But like also, wouldn't you want to know what happened to your family? Yeah. Exactly. Like, it just seems very weird. On April 20th, the last physical evidence for the case was found in the Tonto National Forest, mm -hmm. which was Mary's Toyota 4Runner. And there were a few things that are just kind of like weird about the state of the car and where the car is. It's just really weird. So the vehicle had all of its mirrors pushed in, like as if it was like, trying to fit through something without scraping it or like trying to fit through like a tight area. Um, all the windows were completely rolled down and the inside was wiped completely clean. There was no DNA evidence, no hairs, no fibers, no nothing. Um, the outside was also pristine. So they knew that the car hadn't just been like ditched there weeks ago and just like left there. Like obviously the car has been moving around. There's no, build up of debris on it pine needles whatever is going to be on it so it's just like mm, weird remember how they said the dog was also missing as well yes dog was underneath the vehicle Aww. had made a little bed Aww. for himself but the dog didn't follow robert almost like he was maybe waiting for, for robert him to come back to come back just super weird and, like, it, even with, like, the windows rolled down, wouldn't you think the dog would have just, like, gotten in the car? But if, or maybe it was too hot and, like, dog got underneath the car for, like, the shade and stuff. I don't know. But if the dog is really obedient and Robert told him to wait there, then yeah, the dog would listen. Because, like what I said earlier. Mm -hmm. But there were no dog hairs found in the car. Yeah. Which is, like, even weirder. It was just, like, completely clean. Just uncomfy. Something else to note. <laughs> I. So when you told me about this, I was like, I'm sorry, what? And you were like, you heard me right. Um, there was a human feces pile. Yep. Left by the passenger side door just there just there which is which if you're camping or if you're like planning on hiding out in your car and correct me if i'm wrong wouldn't you take a crap like 20 yards away from wherever you're gonna be staying because it's like it's gonna attract animals like they're gonna be like what's that <laughs> what's that fragrance baby girl you know 
And then don't you like typically, I don't know, bury it? Yeah. Yep. 100%. That's exactly what you're going to do. But no DNA evidence left in the car. <laughs> but no DNA left. But I'm going to leave my pile of shit for you right mm. by the passenger side door. Right next to it. Uh-huh. So, just for fun. That is weird. A conundrum. Oh. <laughs> you like my you like my big words? I know you do. Listen, these $5 words. Ooh, $5 words. Give me another one. After processing, that's like a dollar 50 word not yeah. even like a dollar word um the only i guess dna evidence or evidence left behind was just one fingerprint of roberts on the coffee mug so it's like they didn't even have like his dna evidence of him drinking out of the cup nothing it was just a fingerprint so it's like he took all that time to wipe down everything else but didn't mind leaving a fingerprint on the coffee cup that was just in the car also who i've done this maybe once or twice and every time i do it i regret it crapping in the woods me too why are you bringing a normal coffee mug into a vehicle i feel like it's just a certain type of person because kyle does the same thing i don't trust myself i'm too clumsy no also i want to put it down I can't put it down in the cup holder if... Depends on the cup holder. My cup holders, you can put it down. So... I rolled my eyes in case anyone was wondering. My car is just also better than yours, so... I have a hybrid. <laughs> I knew you were going to fucking say that. <laughs> I'm a spooky gran- granola girl. What do you expect? You literally had a Kia Soul for like... I did. How long? That was my favorite car. <laughs> I wish I could still have one, but they're terrible. <laughs> Absolutely. What are you talking about? She was great. Yeah, she was great until she wasn't. And then she was terrible. She said. Until her engine said, bye. Adios. There was also size 13 footprints leading away from the vehicle to a nearby cave where police believe Robert may have gone to either attempt to live out as a caveman. (gasps) Caveman. Caveman. Cave. Maybe that's where the word comes from, Emily. Or to find a place in solitude where no one would hear the gunfire from a suicide attempt. Because in later diggings through the house and going through everything, one of the guns that Robert owned was missing. So he did bring that gun with him. Whether he was going to use it for suicide or he was going on a hunting trip, no one knows. Maybe he just needed protection while he was out on the run. But one of the guns was missing. So these were just, again... All speculations, because we still don't know. It's just like he just dropped off the face of the planet. With the caves being caves, they called in experts to do a search of them, but they were unable to uncover anything in this area because of the cave systems underground being so confusing, the lack of oxygen. It was just, it felt almost impossible for him to get as far as he could have gone without the proper gear apparatuses. Oh, I told you I was going to give you another three dollar word. That was a ten dollar word. <laughs> and unfortunately, the case went cold in 2002 because nothing else ever came out of it. So didn't really find anything else after that case goes cold. 
and they issued him as the 475th person to be on America's 10 most wanted by the FBI, which is a pretty big title. Yeah. Like, you gotta be doing some things. So it's like, did he blow up his family? It seems kind of plausible because of the CCTV footage and it exactly kind of like the timelines kind of just lining up suspiciously. But if he was going to go on the run, why only $280? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Like you're, you're abandoning this life with $280. What Drain you, the bank account, girl. What are you going to do? I don't know. Now the bank is just going to just sit there with your money. I don't like that. <laughs> like, what are you going to do? But since then, there's been hundreds of tips towards locating Robert Fisher. A lot of them have just kind of been, we don't really know if they're true or not. And a lot of them have kind of come out of left field. But there was one instance where a man in Canada was held for a week. A week he was held. I'd be so mad. I know. Until being released due to... Whenever I say striking resemblance, I mean exact striking. He had the same back scar as Robert, like same length, same area, same, like literally the same back scar, a missing tooth where Robert had a gold tooth, which maybe if he was on the run with $280, sell that gold tooth. Ooh, I didn't even think about that. And that's why it's missing. Damn. You smart girl. Um, and all the features and, and his weight were exactly the same and would have matched the description. But the only thing that kept him innocent was the finger, the fingerprints. It didn't match. And there was no scarring on them to suggest that he changed his fingerprints. So then when a family member correctly identified the guy, they were like, yeah, we can't hold him. He's not, he's not Robert. I wonder if it was Robert. Could you imagine? But, like, fingerprints, though. Like, how do you avoid that? I mean, I'm sure there's a bunch of ways, but I also am sure that whoever looked at his fingerprints... And, like, made that call. ...was an expert on looking for the correct scarring that Mm -hmm. you would have if you changed your fingerprints. Mm -hmm. It just seems like... How frustrating would it be to be a cop and be like, We were so close. I feel like it's the same thing with, like, the whole Zodiac thing. Yep. Like, to be so close yet so far. Mm -hmm. It's like you have your guy, but there's one thing. That's not right. That's Mm -hmm. missing for the puzzle. Overall, this case just had a lot of weird tips and little things. Mm -hmm. Like the $280, the the whole car situation in general. Mm -hmm. That was super weird and... It all kind of threw off investigators because it's just weird. And, like, there was the other thing where he had just kept doing day-to-day things where he changed his car oil the day before, Mm -hmm. which wasn't even the car that he took with him. He took Mary's car. You know what I mean? That's so weird. But it could have been the whole OCD thing, you know? Yeah. That could have been just, like, one of his, like, compulsions. Like, he had to, like, keep up. With everything, or it would eat away at him. Like, he wouldn't be able to have, like, a clear mind without getting those things done. Yeah, right? I guess. 
I mean, there's also another speculation that he was suffering from an untreated disassociative identity disorder, or as some people like to call it, the Jekyll and Hyde syndrome, where when you are diagnosed with this disorder, you have at least two distinct and different identities or like disassociated personality states. Keyword being disassociative. Like it's not like multiple personality disorder where it's just, oh, so-and-so's in the driver's seat, but you are consciously aware of all of the different entities and egos in which, you know, are in control during whatever times, whenever you make your switches. Yep. It's like these people almost black out technically from that personality in between whichever one they're at. So it's like, it's common for them to have like secret lives and it not be like, it's a secret, but like they don't know it's a secret. Exactly. Cause you're, it's like living a double life and not knowing that you are. They literally wake up and they're like, wait, Hello? My family's literally in another state. Like, what am I doing here? I'm, I'm sure it could be really confusing and really frustrating. And the reason why a lot of people speculate that it's like this is because of all of the weird things with the case. Where, the changing of the oil. Yeah. yeah. Or like going to the marriage counseling with a pastor and stuff like that. And then saying you want to be a part of the church and then going completely away from it and not wanting anything to do with it. Like a lot of people like to say that you can see it by how he tries to make things look normal in some ways and then is like so different in other ways. And maybe that's why one state killed his family. And then when the other state flipped or something that's when he freaked out and wanted to blow up the house honestly that's literally you took the words right out of my mouth mm-hmm. i'm like that would make so much sense on like a traumatic event happening which usually is what triggers those switches mm-hmm. so his other personality which was probably more violent yep being like kill him so he does and then he gets overwhelmed by guilt has a switch is like um i need to fix this like now like i cannot be held accountable for this he's a firefighter so he probably has knowledge of the whole like gas leak thing and how it's literally a ticking time bomb oh my god that's why all the things don't when you look at them aside from this theory you don't think that someone is going to commit suicide when they've done all these different things, like mm-hmm. the two eighty dollars. I've like everything's just so weird. Why would and you why leave your take car? Your wife's car. Yeah. Why would you leave it in perfect condition with the dog and stuff like that? But then when you take into account that he was possibly suffering from an untreated disorder mm-hmm. and a psychotic break, it kind of makes a little bit more sense. Lines are starting to connect. Exactly. And after that. People don't know. Maybe he wasn't able to live with himself. And so maybe he did commit suicide or maybe he didn't. You know, all of this is just speculation because he never was actually diagnosed and never saw anyone and was never treated or anything like that. But it is an interesting theory to think that that's why the case is so weird mm-hmm. is that one personality was very violent and then the switch would flip and it would go back to him trying to 
repair the damage that person mm-hmm. that's done and trying to just deal with the situation and stuff and then something would happen and the personality would flip again and then get very violent and or it could just be ptsd like he was in the yeah. military yeah so it's like but it wouldn't explain all the weird like the changing of the oil and all that kind of stuff like yeah. that's just like really weird habitual stuff yeah that like if you're plotting that like you had to like you don't just like 10 hours is a long time yeah you know what i'm saying so it's not like you just like thought about doing it and then just did it it's like he probably he or she probably planned this you know months weeks whatever days in advance so why would you change the oil in your car the day before yeah like it just seems so flipping weird but he could just be keeping up appearances it's not like anyone's gonna know (laughs) Robert's Have Robert's you seen car. Robert lately? His car needs an oil change. You can hear it. No. <laughs> like, no, you don't know when someone mm-hmm. needs an oil change. Like, it's not I'm a I'm pretty sure thing. my dad does. Like, like he can just like smell it in the air. He's like, Yeah, that, that's your dad. When's the last time you changed your oil? That's the I hate it whenever you ask me that question. Like, don't like, don't talk to me. You you already know. Yeah. <laughs> you already know. It was when you did it fifty thousand miles ago. Okay. <laughs> Stop acting like it's a question when you know the answer. Okay, stop judging me and just help me change my oil, please. Dad, thank you. (laughs) Don't ask these stupid questions. You already know the answer to. I'm a failure and I messed up. I'm sorry. I didn't check my oil every single Tuesday this week or this month, not this week. People don't like, he's going to hate me for saying this. I feel like people don't actually do that. Like, does anyone really out in the world really check their oil? every week every week come on guys be realistic send us a message if you actually do and i will applaud you and call you out on our next episode i will shout your name out on the next episode if you send me a message saying that you check your oil i need proof i need receipts i need show me the carfax Show that is the only plausible thing that you could have said in that moment and i'm glad that you took the opportunity upon yourself to grace me with such a such a quote such a quote show me the carfax influential really that's what i'm trying to do show me the carfax do it and you know what do that check your oil every week and don't, don't sleep, sleep alone, alone.